Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord. Oh, the Bible says when you've done all you can. Oh man, they might know the word. Praise God. Be seated, be seated, be seated. I want to thank uh, my brother, Eben, uh, for the opportunity to share with you. And his lovely wife, Sharice, is always a blessing to be in the company of blessed people. Amen. And uh, just honored to be here and thankful. Uh, I'm here with my baby mama with no drama. The finest thing since bread. Huh? Bread with no butter. Huh? Tastes like butter, though. The God be the glory. Amen. She, she liked the Golden Corral bread. Remember the Golden Corral bread when it came out? Huh? That outbrat bread, huh? That cheesecake brown bread with the honey butter. That's who you are to me, girl. You, did I lay it on thick enough? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Been married now 25 years. Yeah, we have three amazing children and I am just blessed by the Lord. Amen. Okay, let's do a quick prayer and I'm going to jump in the word today. Amen. Father God, I thank you for you are the all-knowing, seeing God. You are the author and the finisher of my faith. Father God, I thank you today that your word says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Lord, I thank you today that we are hearers and doers of your word. Father God, I pray your word hit its mark. Let me be a clear vessel. Use me, Father God, for your glory. And Father God, I pray that this word hits in the right spot. Lord, I thank you right now that their ears are ready and their hearts are ready to receive your word. In Jesus' name, everyone say. All right, I'm going to do my my confession. I know I'm I'm in somebody else's house, but I'm going to do my confession. Say say neighbor. He's going to do his confession. Okay, y'all ready? This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I believe, come on, I believe that my life will never be the same after hearing and doing the living word of God in Jesus name. Uh, Today I'm going to teach you a message I believe can change your life. Uh, I wrote a book, How to Hear God. And this is one of those things people struggle with. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, break it down some points. And don't worry if you want, the book's available if you want. But I'm going to give you the meat of it. And it's going to bless your life. Now, I don't know if you've ever had a cell phone. And, and we've seen the commercial for Verizon. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And, and it's because someone may have lost their signal. Or they've gotten too far away from the tower that now they can't hear or get a signal. Could it be that you're too far from God to get your signal? Say, neighbor, can you hear me now? (laughs) I have a question I must ask you. It's real simple, so I'm going to go real slow. If God is in my tomorrow today, why wouldn't I ask God today, about my tomorrow. Okay, go slow down, slow down, okay. 
The Bible says God is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the first and he is the... Okay. So that means God already knows my tomorrow today. So why wouldn't I ask God today about my... So this implies a relationship. If God spoke to Adam, he wants to speak to me. If God spoke to Abraham, he wants to speak to me. If God spoke to Job, he wants to speak to me. If God spoke to Jonah, he wants to speak to me. If God spoke to Paul, he wants to speak to me. The Bible says God does not change. So if God does not change, why would his method of talking to us change? He's the same yesterday, today, and Okay, let me get deep. Do you know right now, they can talk to the space center from Earth? Is this, is this a fact? So if they can talk from here on Earth to space, it had to be here before they could find out. Okay, think about it. Okay. Uh, there was power before Niagara Falls. We just figured it out, but it was always there. So there's a frequency by which right now in this church, waves are going through, radio signals are going through, the speak, all this is working, but we can't notice it. So there's some things God has, but you haven't picked up your signal. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says this. Oh, Lord, help me. Y'all ready to read this church? We're going to read together real slow. Call to me. And I... Okay, stop. Have you called him? No, no, no. <laughs> Call Tyrone. No, we're not calling Tyrone. Huh? Have you, have you called? Everyone say, call to me. And I will answer you. Louis says, and I will tell you and show you great and mighty things, key point, which have been confined and hidden. That means there's some things I could know, but I don't know because I have not asked. And the Bible says you have not because you... Hot dog. Did God just give me a cheat sheet? He just said, there's some things that I can find out that have been hidden and confined. But some things we allow ourselves to go through because we did not call the tower. I I was a professional football player. And what the coach would do, he would have people sitting high. And he would look at the opposing team and say, run this play because I see an issue over here. What you don't realize is you have a heavenly father who sits high and looks low. And he's trying to give you insight on how to win, but you don't call the tower. So what happens, you crash all the time because you haven't got clearance from traffic control. 
So if God already has a plan and an order for the Bible says in Psalms 37, 23, for the steps of a good man are. So if I'm not getting orders, I'm out of step. Because a good man gets. Let's read slow. Call to me and I will answer you. And tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know, understand, or can distinguish. I was in a church. I started. The reason why I wrote the book, How Can I Hear God? Because I was running from God. How some of y'all runners right now. Huh? Run forest, run forest, run. Yeah, y'all, some of y'all running, 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 running from God. You know what God told you to do. But, but God says, Jomo, I want you to preach. I said, Lord, I, I, I got ghetto tendencies. Huh? I like bling. Huh, they ain't ready for me. And I told God, I said, God, when my money get right, I'll preach. Once I got one million in the bank, I'll preach. I had five houses. I had my S500. I was, everyone said, balling! Come on, I was balling, y'all. I said, Lord, I'm not going to stop this flow. I'm balling. I told God, No! Went through bankruptcy, foreclosure, and repossession. <laughs> shut me down, shut me down, shut me down. Huh? Do you hear me now? Do you hear me now? Yes, Lord, I serve you. Huh? But it didn't have to be like that. But I wouldn't listen to God. So God had to shut. Anybody been shut down by God? <sighs> Glory to God. Say, neighbor, are you tuned in? Now, I got to ask you a quick question. Uh, anybody remember a show called Sanford and Son? Raise your hands. I want to see who, who my audience is. Oh, okay. Good times. What? The Jeffersons. Moving on up to a deluxe in the sky. Huh? So, so y'all my audience then. My mother would say, Jomo, she wants to watch TV. When we watch TV, we had these things. Come on, come on, come on, come on, neighbor. Come on. See, some of y'all young folk, what's that? This is called an antenna. Huh? And see, some of y'all are old enough to be human remotes. Huh? Huh? See, there was a time where there was no more remote control. Huh? Joe Mo, go change the channel. And then you change the channel and it didn't work. <laughs> and with my mother's Jamaican accent, boy, that's all good. That's all good. Move over a little bit. And then we'll have the audacity to tell you not to move. Like you don't want to watch the show too. Huh? <laughs> How about this, y'all? When she could not watch the show, she would not stop until she got reception. And some of you right now don't hear God. 
and you're just walking through life. Last night I watched Terrence Crawford whoop that child. <laughs> if you saw the fight, it was like that song, whoop that. But yeah, it, it. <laughs> See, I knew y'all weren't saved. I knew y'all weren't saved. Y'all know that song. I ain't say the whole word. I ain't say the whole word. <laughs> I'm just trying to connect to the audience. And <laughs> he beat him bad. And to watch the fight, it was pay per view. I believe it was eighty four ninety nine. With that being said, if you paid your fee, you could see the fight. You had special privileges because it was paid for. I know 2,000 plus years ago, on a rugged cross, Jesus hung and paid the price so that you can view. Jesus gave you paid per view. But if you don't get up to watch what God has for you, you're going to miss what he had for you. Christ has already paid the price. He's already gave you the wife lifeline. But if you don't take the time to tune in, it's not on God. It's on you. I watched both fights. I watched the, the, the M&A fight and everything. My wife said, you going to stay up all night? I said, no, baby. I'm just going to watch one more fight. <laughs> Jesus said this. My sheep hear my voice. I got to ask you a question. If today I sent you a FedEx package, what does FedEx symbolize to you? urgency okay so if i give you an option to every day give you a, a regular letter or every day you got a fedex package which do you prefer so why is it you don't open your fedex package that god gives you every day it's called the word of god and every day god has a word for you but if you don't open your packages, they start to pile up. And then you wonder why you miss instructions. Because, see, you got so much stuff piled up, you have not opened your messages. Oh, glory to God. Some of you open your email more than you open the Bible. Say, neighbor, I don't know who he's talking about like that. John 10, 27 says this. My sheep that are my own. Hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they obey me. Okay, let's break this down. The sheep that are my own means there's other sheep. Because he wouldn't say my own if there's some not some. And there's some goats and some dogs, but I'm not going to leave that alone. He says, hear my voice. Signifies there has to be other voices because he would just say the voice. He says my voice and they listen to me and I know them and they follow me. So if I'm not following him, I already know I'm not his sheep. I was uh, connecting my iPad for this today to the cloud. Everyone say the cloud. 
And in the process, I was in a hotel and, you know, my things weren't connected like it is at home. So on the screen of the iPad, I said, man, babe, it's not working like I want it to work. So I went to Google. And Google says, when you're not getting connected to the cloud, it has two instructions. It says, this is so good. Plug in your device and connect to Wi-Fi. <laughs> Revelation. Some of you are not hearing God because you're not plugged in church. And you're not connected for your downloads. See, see, there's so much work that God has for them to be done, but you're not plugged and you're not connected. So therefore, you miss your flow. And now you don't get your upgrades. See, what happens when I get my upgrades on the iPad, it happens at midnight. It says this, to get your upgrade, you must be plugged in and fully charged. Say, neighbor, are you plugged in and fully charged? Your life... It's based on, everyone say, voices and choices. Oh, that preached by itself. You are where you are based on the voices you heard and the obedience to the voice. You will live on the level of the voice you hear. Some of you are limited because you don't have the right voices in your ear. My sheep hear my voice. A stranger they will not follow. So what happens, we miss directions in life because we're not listening to the voice. So therefore, you miss your moments. It's kind of like being in a GPS in the car. And you miss your turn. When you miss your turn, you delay where you're supposed to be. Because you're not hearing the voice. Everyone say voices and choices. Okay. So then you have to ask yourself the question, who are the voices in my life? Who can correct me? Who can check me? Who will I obey without rebutting? Who can be my truth teller? And say, listen, girl, you tripping. Dude, you tripping. See, all of us have been to places based on voices. The reason why you got naked that night? Voices! Huh? The reason why you were in the club that night? Voices! Huh? The reason why you got in that fight? Boy, look, my last fight. It's been a long time, but my last fight. Dude said, you gonna let him talk to you like that? Voices! In my hood, they call them jumper cables. Huh? You got people in your life who, who, who talk to you like, you gonna let him talk to you like that? Did he talk to me like, what, what happened? You won't let him talk. He disrespected you. And then there, there it is. Voices and choices. I was going through a season and I called my mentor. And I said, man, I'm, he said, I was praying for you and God gave me a word. I said, speak. He says, Jomo, you're fighting cancer. You're fighting with your daughter's illness. And you're trying to build this building debt free. He said, God told me to tell you this. He says this, no country wins a battle fighting on every front. He says, 
Cancer chose you. Your daughter's illness chose your family. But the way you're doing the project is your choice. Some choices you choose and some choices choose you. There are some fights that you are fighting you should not fight. It came into your life. You didn't want it, but here it is. You got to fight that. But then there's some fights you choose. Your life is based on voices and choices. So that day I changed my plan because I heard the right voice. Okay, everyone say CDC. Choices, decisions, and consequences. You will all have a choice. You have control of your decision, but the consequences are outside of your control. So when you look at your life, all the good moments is because I heard the right voice. When I look at my stupid times, it was all because I heard the wrong voice. Isn't it funny? I don't know about y'all. Isn't it funny that anytime you come into money, these voices show up? Think about it. Every time you, every time money comes to you, some broke person come with a good idea. Come on, come on. Can we be honest for a moment? Every time it seems you get a breakthrough and get some extra money, somebody has a voice for your money. Huh? (laughs) I want to give you the four P's. It's four P's of my book. It will bless your life. I'm going to teach from Jonah chapter one. Jonah chapter one. The four P's, okay? I'm going to jump right into Jonah chapter 1. It reads this. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amity. Okay, now quick question. Who's speaking to Jonah? Okay, that, 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 that wasn't good. I'm going to ask you the question again. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Who, who, who gave him the word? Okay, we're getting closer. Who gave him the word? Not everyone came on the same bus today. I'm going to ask you a question. Who, 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 who's, who's talking to him? Okay, so the first way God tries to talk to us is personally. Every father, every parent would want to speak to their children personally. Would you want somebody else to tell your child something that you should have told them? Okay, let me touch on this. I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to get into nobody's feelings. Oftentimes, you'll have people tell you stuff that God already told you. But God had to send a person because you didn't hear it personally. So oftentimes a prophet will come and tell you what God already tried to tell you. So what happens, God gave you the revelation, the prophet gave you the confirmation. God wants to talk to you first because, see, that's order. But we miss God's signal. Then what happens, we have people tell us stuff. You know what? You'd be good at that. You know what? I think you should do this. And what happens, you wonder, how are all these people telling me the same thing? It's because you couldn't hear from God personally. So God has to send people to tell you what he already told you on the inside. And you're wondering why people are telling you this because you missed your signal. So now God will send angels to say, hey, bro, I think it's a bad move. Hey, sis, I think. And you don't even realize what it is. God has to send different messengers because you didn't get the message the first time. Let's jump back in. Verse 2. He says, go to Nineveh, the great city. Proclaim judgment against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran to Tarshish to escape the presence of the Lord. And his duty as a prophet, his mouthpiece. He went down to Joppa, found a ship at Tarshish, the most remote Phoenician city. And he paid a fare. Write it down. Every time I run from God, it's going to cost me. It's going to cost you. He paid a fare. 
verse, five, verse four. But the Lord hurled a great wind towards the sea and, and the violent tempest of the sea was against the ship. Remember this. God controls the wind, the waves, the water and the whales. You ain't running. The wind, the water, the everything God threw at him at that point. Because when you run into disobedience, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. The sailors were afraid, verse 5, and each man cried out to his God to lighten the ship, diminish the load. They were throwing the cargo overboard. You know you scared then. Verse 6, so the captain came up to him. The who? Notice, first God talked to him personally. Now he's going to send a person to check him. He said, so the captain came up to him and said, how can you sleep? Get up, call on your God. Wait a second. He's running from his what? Call. So a person who does not know him said, what are you doing? Isn't it sad that people have to tell us what God already told us? He says, get up and call your God. Perhaps your God will give thought to us. Verse seven. And they said to one another, come, let us cast lots. So we can learn who's to blame for disaster. Guess what, y'all? So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. The Bible says you can roll the dice. God controls the outcome. So now all of them are looking at him like, what you did? Huh? Then they said to him, now tell us, who is to blame for the disaster? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And he says, I'm a Hebrew. I reverently fear the Lord and worship the Lord. That's a lie. Because if you love me, you owe. Then he says, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Why would you be running from the place he made? Let me give you a word. Ladies, open your ears, okay? It's for everybody, but ladies particularly. Be careful who you fellowship with and be careful which fellows you allow in your ship. I'm going to say that real slow. Be careful who you fellowship with and be careful which fellows you allow in your. Men are releasers. Women are carriers. That's why a man can sleep with you and keep it moving. Whereas you feel a connection because God built you to carry. I'm not going to teach on relationships. I'm going to leave that alone right now. I, I, everybody got real quiet. Ooh, ooh. Be careful who you fellowship with and be careful which fellows you allow. Because guess what? The whole ship was going down because of one person. People are like elevators. They take you up and they take you down. Be careful who you're riding with. Verse 10. Then the men extremely frightened and said, how? Look at what they said. How could you do this? You're the prophet. You should know better. For the men knew he was running from the presence of the Lord because he told them. Then he says, then they said, what should you do? What should we do? Pick me up and throw me in the sea. Everyone say that's a problem. It's a problem. Because I don't know if you've been to the sea. You ain't swimming back. (laughs) 
They tried to persist. Didn't work. Verse 15. I'm jumping. They picked them up and threw them into the sea. And the sea stopped stopped raging. They greatly feared. And now they want to give offerings. It's funny how they see a blessing. They want to give an offering now. Verse 17. Now the Lord appeared. Appointed and destined a great fish to swallow him. Now he's in pain. So let's break it down. God first talks to you personally. If you don't hear him personally, he's going to send a person to tell you the same thing. And you're going to, you're going to wonder, how do they know? Now, if you don't deal with the person right, he's going to send you a problem. And if you don't deal with the problem, he's going to send you pain. People, personally, people, problems and pain, the four Ps. So sometimes you're in a bad, a bad spot because you didn't hear the voice. See, truth be told, most of y'all already knew the relationship was jacked up. I'm going to be real slow. No, don't, don't, don't get quiet now. God gave you some warning signs and said, no, but you thought you were so fine. Huh? I'm going to change him. I'm going to put something, something, something on him. <laughs> you got changed. Huh? I'm going to give you three keys. I'm going to get out of here. Number one, we must recognize his voice sounds like his word. If you want to hear his voice, you have to know the word. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. John 1, 1 says this. In the beginning before all time was the word Christ. And the word is with God and the word was God himself. Okay, let's go on. John 1 14, John 1 14. And it says this, and the word Christ became flesh. The word became what? So what are you saying? Philippians 2 9 says, let this mind be in you that also was in Christ Jesus. So once I get the word, I'll understand what God is telling me. Oftentimes you miss your signal because you don't understand the word. God sounds like his word. So if you don't know the word, you're going to miss when he's talking to you because you don't know the word. For example, como esta? Me llamo Jomo. Well, y'all may think this joke is crazy, but if you don't know Spanish, it won't make but if you understand the meaning, then understand and then say, oh, I know what you're saying. So the challenge is we have not put the time to understand the word. So when God's giving you the word, you don't get your signal. I routinely try to spend a couple hours in the word every day. Okay, now this ain't deep. Okay, you drive, don't you? Put on the Bible and listen. Faith comes by It didn't say reading. Faith comes by what? Yeah. So I have to hear more of the word. Look what Revelation says. Revelations 12 and 13. Look what it reads, y'all. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood. His name is called the word of God. In heaven, when you get to heaven, he's not Jesus. He's the word of God. Then what you going to do? You better get all the word in you right now. Hallelujah. Number two, this will bless you. We must recognize the voice will sound like our teachers. This is from 1 Samuel chapter 3. I'm going to jump right in. 
Now the boy Samuel was attending the service of the Lord under the supervision of Eli. The word of the Lord was rare and precious in those days. Visions were not widespread. Yet it happened as Eli was lying down in his own place. His eyesight become dim. He's not died yet, but he about to. Okay, verse 3. The oil lamp of God had not yet gone out on Samuel. He was lying down in the temple of the ark of God. Verse 4. That the Lord called Samuel and he says, here I am. He ran to Eli. He didn't run to God. He ran to Eli and says, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Lie down. So he went and lied down. Then the Lord called him again, Samuel. Remember, God wants to talk to you personally. He got up, he went to Eli again. Here I am, you call me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not know, Samuel did not know, Samuel did not know, or what? Personally experience. So he did not have the personal knowledge of how God talks yet. He's flowing, but he hasn't really heard the voice. See, some of you have religion, but don't know his voice. And if you don't know the voice, when he asks you to move, you can't move. You got to know the voice. How do I know the voice, Pastor? I felt someone just asked me the question. The voice will never go against God's will. You will always find confirmation in the word. The devil will always have you go against the voice. The Bible says a house divided cannot stand. So God's always going to back up his word with instruction. The devil will ask you to do something outside of the will. One of the keys the devil does, he wants you to accelerate your process. He came to Adam and said, eat the fruit. And then you'll be like God, not realizing he was already like God. He wants you to abort the mission. He wants you to shortcut your destiny. So what I've realized when I'm in a valley of decision, that the devil always shows up in a Lamborghini. Trying to get me to accelerate God's process. That's why you have to be still and know. So the Lord calls Samuel a third time. And he stood and went to Eli and said, here I am. Did you call me? Eli said, it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So Eli said, go lie down. And when he calls you again, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. If you don't know the story, God had personally talked to Eli and said, your sons are tripping. Check them. He did not check them. So now God says, I have to take the authority away from you. And I have to give it to somebody who hears my voice. Your promotion is connected to your voice. You cannot be elevated if you cannot hear. My sheep hear my voice. Stranger, they will not follow. So we often miss instructions because we don't get the voice. Mm. Lastly, you must retrain your ears. This is Acts chapter 9, verse 3. This is Paul on Damascus Road. As he traveled, but before this, Paul is crucifying Christians. And now he has a meeting with Jesus. Okay, verse 3. He traveled, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, displaying the glory and majesty of Christ. 
And he fell down to the ground and heard a voice. He heard a what? <sighs> From heaven saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting, oppressing me? And Saul says, who are you, Lord? Why? Because he had religion but didn't know the voice. Paul wasn't no punk with the Bible. Did I say punk in the church? Hey, Paul wasn't no punk in the Bible. Hey. Paul was taught by one of the greatest teachers. So I believe that they couldn't talk Paul out of his religion. So Jesus says, I got to show up personally because I'm not going to talk to you because, see, you're so smart. So Jesus says, I got to stop time, come in and check you personally. Because see, Paul is a rider and I need riders. So I got to fire, I got to have a personal one-on-one conversation so you can't debate who it is. It is Jesus. I'm talking straight. Because see, Paul was so smart. He wrote two-thirds New Testament. He's a genius. So you're not going to outquote Paul. Paul says, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews, born on the seventh day. I know it all. So Jesus says, we're not going to talk him. He's going to have to have an encounter. He says, I am Jesus. He says, now get up, whoo, Jesus, and go into the city. Now, I don't know if y'all know the story, Lord Jesus. He has to go through a recalibration. What do you mean? Paul was walking by sight. So now I must blind you so you can walk by faith. I have to retrain how you think, son. You got the right stuff, but you're walking the wrong way. So I'm going to take your eyesight. So now the Bible says he was led by hand. Now I can't focus on what I see. I got to focus on what I He said, so for me to use you, I got to blind you. So that now I can recalibrate you to follow my voice and not what you see. He says, verse 7, the men were traveling with him and were terrified, stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, but though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by hand, led him by hand. Now I have to submit myself. To the direction of the voice. He's brought by hand. The Bible says, verse 9, he was unable to see for three days. Three days transformation. Jesus, three days. Jonah, three days. Paul, three days. When God's trying to shift you, he took you to a three-day transformation class. Total makeover. Verse 10. Now in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, what? In a what? So now we know God is speaking through what? Now this is going to break it down. And he says, here I am, Lord. Notice, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Here I am, Lord. See, your prayer life is not about you talking to God. Your prayer life is you listening to God. You should spend more time listening than speaking. Because, see, you already know what you know. What you're trying to get is what God knows. So if I'm trying to get what God knows, I got to shut up. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I'm available to you, Father. 
Lord, I need my download. I'm plugged in and I'm connected to Wi-Fi. Lord, I'm available to you. Speak to me, Lord. Your servant is listening. Lord, what do you have in the earth for me to do today? Lord, can I be your hands today? Lord, can I be your feet today? Lord, can I be your praise today? Lord, what do you have for me to do today? My schedule is based on what you said. When's the last time you said, Lord, how can I serve you today? Who can I bless today? See, once you understand the Bible, that God wants to use you as a distribution center. And all you got to do is hear the voice. Understand this, believer. If you become the straw, you get some too. If you become the straw that God flows through, you get wet too. Okay, let me land. Let me land the plane. Now in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. And the Lord sent the vision. Here I am, Lord. Verse 11. He says, go to Straight Street. Come on, y'all. We can't even make this stuff up. Go to Straight Street. Huh? He says, there's a man Tarshish there from Tarshish named Saul. He's praying. In a vision, he has seen you. And you're going to lay hands and see. Now, why would God give Paul a vision, Ananias a vision, so that when Ananias meets Paul, he's going to tell him the vision he should not know? To confirm to Paul, he's hearing right. And after he hears, he gets baptized, and now he steps into ministry, because God couldn't give him the key until he could hear right. Okay, let me help you another one. In Matthew 16, Jesus said this, who do men say I am? And Simon Peter says, you are the Christ. And then Jesus says, flesh and blood is not revealed to you, but my father is spirit. And then right after that, Jesus says, I now give you the keys to the kingdom. That what you bind on earth, we bind in heaven. Meaning, I could not give you the key until I made sure you could. I, I can't give you the power until I know that you hear. The power is released when you can hear the voice. Because no need giving you power if you can't take instructions. He said this, verse 13, but Ananias, Lord, I've heard from many people about this man. Okay, his, he has a bad reputation. He, he, he hurt people. God says, I don't care what, you, what people say about him. Go, I'm going to use him. I'm paraphrasing to land the plane. Verse 17, so Ananias left and entered the house. He laid hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road in Damascus. Remember, Ananias was not there. But what he's doing, he's letting Paul know who sent me. God backs up his word. And he has sent me to regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And after that, scales came off his eyes. He said, now I can give you back your natural sight. Because now you have vision and not sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. So if God says we walk by faith, not by sight, it means sight vision is not the best vision. Because with vision, God will show you before it happens. I was at a church and we grew too fast and uh, I was renting from a, a Latino brother and he says, uh, uh, God said, Jomo, get ready to move. They're about to kick you out. 
I said, Lord, what, what, what they kick me out for? What I do? Huh? Huh? What I do? Anyway, so I, ca- I called one of my elders, Dr. Purdo. I was just talking to him. I said, Doctor, they about to kick me out. He said, what you mean, Pastor? How you know? I said, God already told me. So I went to go to a high school and I already found a new place. So we went to the meeting. And he said, Pastor Jomo, you prosper too much. He says, you prosper too much. He says, maybe if I have church at your time, I prosper too. Can you leave? Now, I couldn't be mad at the brother. It's his church. And our church was growing faster than his established church. So he thought it was the time that mattered. By the way, when we moved, he, blossomed. he, he, he blossomed. Now, we blossomed more, but neither here nor there was. God already had me looking for the next because I heard the voice. Let me help you. I close. One of the key areas you have to make sure you know God's voice is in giving. Okay? This is 2001. We live in Arizona. I was an NFL player. I had a gated community, beautiful home. Okay? Now, NFL for me meant not for long. Okay? Not for long. Praise the Lord. Some of y'all means National Football League. For Jomo, it means not for long. To God be the glory. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. I wish they'd give me a little more checks, but that's it. All right? So, we're in this beautiful home, and it's being rented out. It's being rented out because we had to move back to Florida. And we put it on the market for sale. And the voice says, Jomo, give it to her. Okay? This is 20 years ago. Okay? No, actually 21 years ago. The house was, we bought for 250 20 years ago. Okay? It was now 360. So we have $110,000 in equity. I'm thinking, hallelujah, hallelujah. We, oh, yeah. we about to come up, baby. And I hear the voice say, give it to her. Devil, I rebuke you. She was, her name is Regina Ponder. Her, her, her child had spina bifida. And she was already in a tough season. And God said, bless her. Give her 20% and pay all the closing costs. I walked away with nothing. I heard the voice. At the closing table, the title agent said, Mr. Cousins, is there any more blessings you have out there? Is there, any, is there any more property that the Lord is telling you to give away? You know when you want to cuss, but you can't. Huh? And years later, years later, we saw a house we couldn't afford. And we walked in the house, and my wife started saying, we can't afford this. I said, no, 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 no. Say nothing right now. See? You know when you have your antenna on and you're trying to tune into God and, and, and baby girl, like, she's hitting me with your reality. I don't want to hear reality right now. So my door is like, like 10 feet. So I stepped in and I said, oh my gosh, it's not close to my head. I said, Lord, there's three requirements and this house is mine. I ran to the tub, y'all. Ran to the tub. You know, I'm six foot five and I laid all up in that I said, glory to God. I can stay in the tub. Then I went to the shower and it didn't hit me on the head. Huh? Huh? See, see, that's a tall person problem. Some, some of y'all ain't tall enough. You, be, be, shower be at your chest. You gotta wash your face like this. Huh? Yeah. Been through it, y'all. Huh? So the shower head was like eight and a half feet. Then I got in the tub 
I said, if outside has no backyard neighbors, this is mine. I went outside. There was nobody there. I said, Charmaine, in the name of Jesus. Huh? Huh? This is a harvest on a seed I sowed. What you have to realize, God will ask you to do something in this season, setting you up for this season. But see, if you don't sow the seed when God told you to sow, there's no harvest that's coming for you. The Bible says you shall reap. Believer, I pray you heard me. Altar call, brother. What you want me to do? I ask you right now. Have you heard his voice? Jesus says this. I stand at the door. And I knock on your heart. Will you let me in? John 10, 10 says, I've come to give you life.